Welcome to the Connect Group's podcast series. Hi everyone, my name is Tegan O'Rafferty. I'm the Community and Sector Development Officer here at Connect Groups. Uh, today we're going to do a quick introduction to strategic planning. Um, the aim of this podcast is to give you a bit of an idea of whether or not this is something you would like more information or even some intensive support on. So today we're going to talk about effective strategic planning for your support group. Strategic planning has a basic overall framework. Not to oversimplify the strategic planning process, but by placing all parts of a plan into the following areas, you can clearly see how the pieces of your plan will fit together. So really, it looks at where are we now, where are we going, and how are we going to get there. Strategic plans help identify what an organisation, or in this case your support group, is striving to achieve and maps out the necessary steps needed to be successful. Let's list the five steps in strategic planning, and then we can talk about each one in more detail. Step one, clarify your vision. To begin the planning process, your support group needs to have a passion for what it does and a clear idea of what it hopes to achieve. Step two, complete a needs assessment. You need to gather and analyze information about your support group. Step three is to formulate your plan. Step four is to implement your strategy. And step five is to review and evaluate. It used to be that strategic plans would last an organization 10 years but these days it's good practice to not only review your plan annually, but to evaluate how you are going throughout the year. Okay, so let's look at these steps in a bit more detail. Step one, and that is to clarify your vision. To start the strategic planning process, it's essential that you and your committee have a clear and united idea of what your support group is all about and what you hope to achieve. This clarity is what makes the development of the strategy possible. In order for your strategic plan to be as effective as possible, you need to make sure that your support group has both a vision and a purpose statement. Your vision statement is a one-sentence statement describing the clear and inspirational long-term desired change resulting from your group. Your vision statement should be short, simple, unique, and reflect your goals. It provides guidance as to what your group is focused on achieving and provides direction to current and future members of your group. It also enables them to focus their efforts on achieving that vision. It's a future-based statement. Basically, it's the dream of what you want your support group to be. If you don't already have a vision statement for your group, it could be helpful to have a think about the following questions so you can come up with some ideas. So you want to have a think about what's the main aim of starting your support group? What is your support group hoping to accomplish? And when your group succeeds, what will be its accomplishments? I'll list three examples of vision statements from the not-for-profit sector as examples. The first is from Connect Groups. Our vision statement is Connect Thriving Communities. The second, Mission Australia, is to reduce homelessness and strengthen communities across Australia. And the third comes from Red Cross, human dignity, peace, safety and well-being for all. So those vision statements are really good examples of clear and concise visions for support groups. The second part of clarifying your vision is to develop a purpose statement. The purpose of an organisation provides a clear direction and defines what your support group is, why it exists and its reason for being. Your purpose statement describes what your support group does and who it does it for. Again, if you're still working on developing your purpose statement, answering the following questions may give you some inspiration. 
So the first one could be, what does your support group do? Then you want to have a look at who are you developing this group for? And thirdly, why are you doing what you do? These can all give you some clarity as to what your purpose is. As we did for the vision statement, I'll give you a couple of examples of purpose statements that may help you in the development of yours. So connect groups. Ours is connecting the community through building support groups that aim to combat isolation and give hope for the future. The Red Cross, we support and empower people and communities in times of vulnerability. Our purpose is to reduce suffering across Australia and internationally through mobilising the power of humanity. So in short, your vision statement focuses on tomorrow and what the support group wants to become and your purpose statement focuses on today and what the support group does. If you can articulate a clear purpose and vision, not only can you actively engage the right people to your group, but you will soon have some vital tools to direct goals and develop strategies. So we'll move on to step two, your needs assessment. A needs assessment is a process by organisations to determine priorities, make organisational improvements and allocate resources. It involves determining the needs or gaps between its current state and where it hopes to be which is its vision. To get started on your needs assessment, it's a good idea to get your committee together and have a think about your current strengths and weaknesses and what has been going right and also what has been going wrong within the group. You also want to have a look at what resources you currently have. Depending on the size of your group and how it is run, this could be done via paper or electronic surveys or even chatting face to face with each individual in the group. And you want to be asking them what they want from the group what they feel is being done well, what they feel could be done better, and what they hope for the future direction of their support group. You may notice that your members provide you with simple requests or suggestions. It is then up to you, the committee, to take this information and add ideas at a higher level. Some areas that may be identified as gaps or needs for your group could include advocacy, resources, research, increasing community awareness, workforce development, or increasing membership. There's also a whole list of other things. The information gained from the needs assessment will then go on to inform the planning stage of your strategic plan. What are you going to do to enable these things to be realised? Remember, you and your committee can choose how fast or how slow you go, and you can choose how many of these needs you wish to take on. Step three, formulate your plan. This needs to be done in collaboration, so get your committee together. This process really needs to be done with full committee collaboration and support. After completing your needs assessment, your committee can analyse the information gained and use it to formulate your plan of action. It is here that you can set your priorities. From all the feedback gathered from your members, decide what it is your organisation wishes to focus on. You've got to look at what is achievable. Do you have the members available to carry out the work? And importantly, do these priorities align with your vision and purpose? For example, if from your needs assessment it was determined that a priority area was to raise awareness, part of your strategic plan would be to increase the organisational profile. In the next step, we'll look further into that. Step four, implementation. This is the time to discuss the how. What are the initiatives you are going to implement to get you where you want to go? For example, if raising awareness has been identified as a need, and the plan to meet that need is to increase organisational profile, the initiative you may use to do this is to create information brochures to be given to all GP officers in Perth. 
It's also important at this stage of the planning to discuss who will be responsible for actions and determine how you will allocate time, resources and finance to the strategy. Step 5. Evaluation. This is often one of the most forgotten steps in the strategic planning process, but very important as you need to know if what you are doing is effective and you are actually doing what you say you are going to do. When you are developing your initiatives, the activities that will meet your goals, you should be building an evaluation into each of these. For example, if you've decided that you're going to develop brochures to deliver to GP surgeries, it's important in the planning phase to state how many brochures, to how many GP surgeries, and by when these brochures will be delivered. It's then easy to go back and see whether you've achieved your strategy of increasing your organisational profile. A strategic plan is a live document and something that should be referred to often. And it's also important to remember that your plan can evolve along with the group. It's never set in stone. So to summarise the process, we need to look at where you are. So what does your support group currently look like? How does it operate? What are the real and not the perceived competencies of the group? You need to identify what's important. Focus where you wish to take the support group. Determine the priority areas for your group. And these are the areas your committee must focus on. You also want to define what you must achieve. So you want to define the expected objectives that clearly state what your support group must achieve. Determine who is accountable. Define your strategies, action plans and budgets in the process and communicate how you will allocate time, human resources and money to achieve the desired outcomes. Remember to review and evaluate. Are we doing what we say we are going to do and is it working? And just before we finish up, I have a few tips for better strategic planning. The first is get together a diverse and appropriate group of people to make up your planning team. Diversity leads to a better strategy. Bring together a small core team, if you can, between six and 10 people who are involved and passionate about your support group. Allow enough time. If you can, try to set aside a whole day so there is time to think and process information. Get full commitment from key people in your organisation. You can't do it alone. If your team doesn't buy into the planning process and the resulting strategic plan, your success will be very limited. Allow for open and free discussion regardless of each person's position within the organisation. This includes the founder. Encourage active participation but don't let any one person dominate the session. Think about your execution before you start. It doesn't matter how good the plan is if it isn't executed. Implementation is the phase that turns strategies and plans into actions. Make your plan actionable. To have any chance at implementation, the plan must clearly articulate goals, actions, responsibilities, accountabilities and deadlines. And everyone must understand the plan and their individual role within it. Also, don't be afraid to have a look at what other organisations have done. Although you can't borrow someone else's strategy, you can find inspiration and ideas from other examples. Resources for this podcast and information on strategic planning can be found at connectgroups.org.au or if you would like one-on-one -on -one support, please call us on 9364 6909 and we can get together and have a chat about strategic planning for your support group.